Welcome to the Mentally Strong Podcast. Dr. B here with our series on demystifying the DSM. Today I'm going to talk about selective mutism, which is also, I, I talked about with separation anxiety disorder, this is often a symptom of something else. But it, it does have its own diagnostic criteria because the, the treatment might be different and it's also super important, uh, especially in children, to make sure that it doesn't, uh, that we go through the differential diagnoses, that there's not um, an actual communication disorder, that they have been evaluated by a speech therapist or an occupational therapist so that we, we know for sure that this is truly selective mutism. Just because a child uh, will not speak in certain situations, it could, it could be a choice, right? It could be a behavior. Um, but if it's associated with significantly high anxiety and the child really doesn't feel like they have control of it, that is selective mutism. And it is, you know, a very, you know it's very specific to certain situations often. Um, the, the school will notice it, home will notice it, and um, it's treated with, you know, kind of behavioral, some cognitive behavioral. We can't really start cognitive behavioral therapy until a child is around 12. We can uh, teach the concepts, which, and this is what I believe we, we should be teaching the concepts of cognitive behavioral therapy, right? So that our children know how to love themselves, talk positive to themselves, and begin that process. But truly understanding the abstract connection between their thoughts and their choices is difficult for young children. So oftentimes the selective mutism happens at that age where we have to do a little more behavioral reward-based, you know, and giving them time. It is a, an anxiety disorder. There's severe anxiety behind that. So look closely because they probably also meet criteria for generalized anxiety disorder, which we should and can treat with medication, right? Because the theory behind both depression and anxiety is that there is low neurotransmission, right? We have 26 plus neurotransmitters and some you know, we theoretically think are associated with depression and anxiety, but in general, if we can increase uh, one or more of those neurotransmitters, all of them will follow. Um, great, you know, there's natural ways with, you know, good food and exercise and sunlight, but if, if a person has gotten to the point of selective mutism, that anxiety is very, very high, and we should strongly be considering uh, medication with uh, either behavioral therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy, depending on the age and the ability of the child. Um, but again, making sure that there's been adequate assessments from um, speech or occupational therapy to make sure that there's not an actual communication disorder, which would be treated completely differently than selective mutism. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information, visit our website, www.mentallystrong.com. 